0: Where i can uh, there we go uh
1: you can keep talking like, about your dice come on this is we got a vamp for a little bit Come on, <laughs> like, just keep
0: going. Like, like let people come in here but yeah no the keycaps are finally at a point where i can like do something with them um whereas like the dice i
2: still i still have to make bolts uh i no, don't that's not what i want to do i don't yeah. understand how resin it's resin right is that what it is yeah yeah i do you like boil it like how no it, no so it's a it's like a
0: it's a ratio mix depending on what type of resin you get so you have your resin and you have your resin hardener um so you mix them in the proper ratios each resin has a different work time you add your your pigments and your inclusions you pour and then they they cure uh depending what resin you work with will dictate how long the cure process is one of the ones i take do i use is 12 hours the other one is like like three days
1: Uh,
2: this is science science. yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: and with that let us do the (laughs) countdown Welcome in, everybody. It is your Thursday evening Esports EDU chat. No, my head is not this giant. It's just <laughs> the cold cap and the headphone things here. So my brain has not grown in the past week. Uh, and as you will no, it is not giant, Sam. Sam Anton is putting in chats chat that my head looks giant. It looks it's giant. giant. It um, is
2: also, it also is that giant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not <laughs> and it is um so uh yes my name is james o'hagan i am the director of digital and virtual learning for the Racine unified school district and host of the academy of esports podcast and to my left we have i am
0: carrie linden i am the
1: birthday e- girl <laughs> i am the
0: birthday girl uh, I'm, I'm also <laughs> I have that sound effect. a communication specialist for uh, liminal esports and snow studio
1: and joining us from sunny San Diego, where I think it's one of the few areas in the country that does not have snow.
2: Correct. And probably never will at this rate. Um, hi, Angela Giannis. I am an English teacher um, in San Diego, California. I also run our eSports program, and I'm also a NACEB Scholastic Mentor. And yeah, yeah. And all yeah. All things.
1: And Carrie wants to get to cake and steak and Miss Giannis (laughs) has to get out of here at the top of the hour. Yes. And you may notice that uh, two of our compatriots are not here tonight. So Bradford Harris and Danielle uh, Johnson are not here because uh, they live in Texas. And guess what? The things that are happening in Texas are very real and they're very impactful. And I cannot imagine the uh, being in a state where it's not set up for this uh, Wisconsin type of cold or Wisconsin type of snow. Cause yeah. here I am outside yesterday, shoveling in just a flannel t-shirt and shorts and boots. No. And they're yeah. like, you know, heating themselves over a stove or living in cars. Uh, so our best go out to Danielle and to Bradford and that they're staying safe and s- keeping with their families. Uh, because that stuff is very real, so yeah. Yeah.
2: I can't even imagine. I can't. All the pictures I'm seeing, I'm like, I like literally. I mean, I can't even imagine just being in a normal cold. Yeah. I wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. and we were talking before, like it's it's all a matter of
0: what things are designed for. It's like living in Southern California, you. You may have like living live where I am, you may have air conditioning, but you may not because for the longest time, everything was pretty mild. So it was like, well, you probably didn't have air conditioning. You might not even have heating. Um, now most people are, are getting air conditioning because now we get a lot harder than we used to. But yeah, like if you live in an area that's known for, you know, not getting a certain type of weather, it's just not built for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it can be it can be very debilitating really quick.
1: And, I mean, even in, even in areas like this, uh, this was something I found out my first year living in the countryside. Um, I had to buy my heat ahead of time. Now, you may say, "What do you mean, buy your heat exactly?" Uh, so, in the area that I lived, it was farm country, and everything was on propane, liquid yep. propane tanks. Yep. And so I had to. I did not know this until October, well after. Oh, you didn't had-
0: get your tank filled.
1: I called them up and and this is this is the line I used. I'm an idiot who just moved here <laughs> from the city and I need to buy my heat. And they took pity on me and they did give me a contract for my heat. Yep. But I had to come up with like thirteen hundred dollars like on the spot to buy my winter
2: heat. Thirteen hundred dollars.
0: Well, you they're and they're big tanks and you do have to have like it's a contract. They estimate how quickly you're gonna go through it, and then they just automatically come out from there on out. Like I had um I lived on a ranch at one point in time uh, in central California and we, we were on propane. Um, so yeah, you've got this big tank that's sort of offset from your house and dudes just show up with their trunk and trunk their truck and, and fill up, fill up your tank and, and tootle off. But you've got to, yeah, if you didn't know um, then yeah, eventually you run out and you're like, why is everything cold and not working?
1: <laughs> and, and, Mike Dolly uh, puts in the chat and this is so very Wisconsin shorts are coming out next week when it hit 40. I guarantee though, no, you all are like, what? And I no. guarantee you not only are the shorts coming out for some people, there will be people in Wisconsin drive me included yeah. driving around with our windows down.
2: No, yeah. absolutely no, and, then not. You have,
0: and then you've got all of us in Southern California that I think like, I will not, there's no way I'm mentioning that I'm chilly this week. It's not yeah. worth my death.
2: Yeah, like,
0: because we're we're down in the low forties. Like we're flirting with thirty nine, thirty eight, and for us, that's really cold. Yeah, but there's no no way in hell I'm saying that.
1: Well, let's uh, because we only have now uh, twenty three minutes. There was two things uh, that we wanted to uh, throw out tonight. Again, we're keeping this this short because Angelique has a life to live. Apparently. And again, birthday, <laughs> g- birthday girl wants cake and steak. So to, do we want to start with uh, video games in being used in new ways in school, or do we want to go with watching over our kids online first? What do we want to do?
2: You know where my vote goes, the right, first we
1: one. We will start with, and let me bring it up here because this is really cool. <clears throat> and uh, I don't remember how this was uh sh- came to me today but and let me make sure i show the right there we go who says video games don't belong in the classroom i'm a history teacher a history professor at university of tennessee in knoxville this fall i'll be teaching a new course titled uh red dead america exploring the historical reality behind rockstar game series what kind of topics we'll be exploring And then he goes into things like uh, the the frontier mythology and its long afterlife, the expansion of monopoly capitalism, how railroads extended corporate power, the astounding inequities of wealth that became uh, obvious during the Gilded Age. Uh, I'll just link to the tweet here so you all can see, because we only have 23 minutes. Um, But this is a fantastic, I think, uh, leveraging of of games beyond how they were intended.
0: And I think it's great, like, at a university level, you have so much more freedom of what sort of content you want to pull in, because there are a lot of great games that cover some amazing topics. I mean, you could even dig into um, uh, Detroit, um, like, there's, yeah, there's just so many great titles that come out that could be used in a classroom for, for for various topics. And being at a university, you've got, you know, you've got students that are at an at an age that you're allowed to give them access to it, uh, mm-hmm. a little harder at the high school and middle school level. I mean, I did have kids do assignments in in some video games that were rated M, um, mm-hmm. but I could have gotten. I mean, I didn't assign that. They sort of self-assigned and used right. that platform, so right. it was sort of a way around. Um, but yeah, there's there's great learning to be had in in even even some of the stuff that happens in some of the Far Cry games. I mean, I remember when Far Cry Primal came out and I'm sitting there and I'm rattling off different early hominids. My son's like, what? I'm like, that is what you're playing right now. This particular group of early hominid. Like if it wasn't for this, 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 and this, this could be a really cool platform to have some, you know, drive some conversations. Um, So yeah, stuff's great. It's nice to see people embracing it.
1: And I did tag a number of people in in this tweet when I retweeted this, because uh, I know Steven Reed and I, uh, we did a interview, a conversation last week and he talked about uh, not just um, uh, command and conquer, but also using Call of Duty Modern Warfare to talk about politics, history, media bias. And then uh, Paul Darvasi used uh, Grand Theft Auto five, apparently. I don't know how or what he used Grand Theft Auto five within a classroom, but um, you know, i think and, and even uh, the other one i uh, was brought up was assassin's creed and the notre dame and how when notre dame burned
0: yeah that, that was because, the fallback yeah
1: yeah ubisoft had gone in and scanned the entire interior of the building took an yeah. absolute perfect map of everything and now they're using that data to help rebuild the cathedral it's what? amazing i did yes. not know that oh That's yeah
0: yeah crazy. it was pretty it was pretty cool yeah you've got some of these platforms that like, we've, we've gotten to a point with video game <laughs> technology where if your game is set in a real city, um, you know, Spider Man. The environments, yeah, the environments mm-hmm. are, are true to form. Um, what was the other one? Not Destiny. Um,
1: well, just while you're division, thinking about it.
0: The Division. Oh, the Division yeah. had whole sections where people were posting images of, like, well, this is this hotel in the game. And look, here are pictures of this hotel in real life. And you know the realism in a lot of these, uh, a lot of these renderings is is really impressive. So we're now at a point with video games where they can actually be time capsules for cities, mm-hmm. um, and so if you're a teacher, it's it's a great way uh, to be able to to look back at things. And and yeah, you know the, the content isn't necessarily designed for that, but it doesn't mean that the platform can't be used for it.
1: There was even a time, and I don't remember well i do remember right but i mean i don't know if you all knew this but sim city 4 had a there was a sim it was like sim driving you could actually get in a car and drive around your city in sim city 4 so you That's build good. you build what? yes you build the whole city and then it's like could google drive,
0: maps before yeah you could
1: yeah, yeah you could drive around like google maps um the 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 thing it i think is really interesting about this is how not just how we're finding sorry I'm trying to adjust everything here uh how we are finding ways to use these games but but and and no offense to Carrie, cuz i know your company is doing work with developing educational games but it's so much easier i think for some kids or some people to embrace non-education games in an education mm-hmm. scene than it is yeah. Like there's some disconnect, and I don't know what it is, but it's like as soon as somebody says well, this is educational software, this is They're a school out. game.
2: Yeah, it's
1: it's weird how uh it's, so easily some people check out
0: well, the Oregon trail. Well, but I, I think I think you gotta keep in mind that a lot of educational content is designed um specifically for education. So a lot of the components that make gaming fun are completely negated and not looked at because that's extraneous, and doesn't matter, it gets in the way of learning. Um, are you saying so like, teachers
1: love to take something and beat it to death and overuse yeah, it and Yeah, kill like fun? a dead
0: horse, absolutely. Um, Straight out of Red Dead Redemption, um, <laughs> so like, yet like for us, that's that's one of the big things that that we have to look at with every title that we make that has an education focus is it can't be an education game. Like it needs to have an education component. Like that's why a lot of these things are there. But if you if you render it down to just an education game,
2: then you've you've
0: pulled the game out of it. Um, you know, there has to be like narrative and exploration and and those, you know, reward and that feedback loop. Like these are all things that exist for a reason in the gaming industry. Um, we need to be able to find that, that relationship between the two. I've always wished that the big developers, and we've talked about this in, in past broadcasts, I wish that there were ways you could just click on education mode and some of the content that is problematic just sort of disappears. Um, So some of these platforms that are really have a lot of potential could be much more easily accessed by a wider range of people, not just university professors.
2: Yes, I cannot agree more with that statement.
1: Well, And I hope that, um, again, is this, I'm going to have this uh, gentleman, his name is uh, uh, Torre uh, Olson, I believe. And we're going to uh, discuss this as a, uh, a podcast conversation here in the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited. Yes, we will I've, have
2: it. Yeah. I'm curious to know. I mean, I guess, well, I, so in college, right, you can, you can have everybody buy a book. But Red Dead Redemption, I, I mean, it's the, cheaper than a textbook. Is it console-based? Oh my gosh,
1: it is so much cheaper than a textbook. Right. Yeah, yeah, but let's it.
2: say you don't have a console. You don't have a PC. That's my question. Like how I love this idea. But again, back to the accessibility, like how.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I don't know
2: if you're if you're having students
0: play a game, I think. And that's the thing that we face as uh, that we face as because I'm like still in the classroom. I'm not. Um, I think that's the Mm -hmm. thing that classroom teachers face is that. you know if you're going to use video games as a platform you need to be able to provide access to them in the classroom because a lot of students don't have the title they might not have the platform that exists on um, so, you know, being able to provide that. And when I was in a classroom, you know, we I made sure that that was available to students if video games were presented as a, as a learning option. Um, I think the same thing really ultimately has to apply for a university level. So you're either using the game as a platform and you're talking about it and you're, you know, showing clips of gameplay right, right, and having right, discussions yeah. and analyzing game design and all that in the classroom. Um, and then it would be optional, I'd say, for, you know, students to go and, and do work outside of it. Uh, Because, yes, saying like, well, no, you have to have uh, you have to have this
2: particular console in this particular game that I think is too much. And I mean, but, you know, the counter argument to that is when you're in like science fields and stuff, the textbooks are like three hundred dollars, which is the same Mm -hmm. price as consoles. So not even science. My anthropology textbook was
0: 250. Like, yeah, everything, everything.
2: but oh, yeah. I guess they could, like I guess like the way that I think about this workaround is you could just like assign them to watch somebody play through it on Twitch or somebody play through Absolutely. it on YouTube. I mean, it's not yeah. going to be that great, or like you know, it's not going to be as immersive. But you well, still get the idea. No, is, and I think
1: but, but, wait, but realize this: it was a three hundred level course, so we're not talking like uh you're not talking a freshman sophomore level. We're talking junior right. senior. So we're talking you know. If you're taking this course, you're probably, you know, again, colleges can run courses with 8, 10 kids. It yeah. doesn't have to be 40 like we have to have. Oh,
2: my country. God. That would be amazing.
1: Right. But <laughs> so the the entry, I'm sure. And we'll ask. I'll ask. Make sure to ask that question, too, is how is this being used? Is it going to be? Excuse me. Is it going to be played in the game? Yeah. Are you going to be playing through it? Or is it going to be the expectation that somebody has already played? Um, and yeah, as 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 Bradford chimes in, Bradford, we again, syllabus, we hope yeah. you are well. Uh, curious to see the syllabus, so I'll be curious to uh, ask as well. But if you look at that tweet again, it lists through the questions. And I gotta yeah. say, I love this. By the way, everybody, uh, there was a there was a twi- uh, Twitter comment uh, from Nessulocity. That's Ness. That's one of my kids in uh, Racine checking in. So Ness, Sweet. I would love Ness. Would not it be cool to have a class like this in our USD? Like, think about that. You know, having that U.S. history class and folks saying, hey, where can we put these games into uh, and, and still meet high school? It doesn't have to be collegiate. Why do we have to worry about so much about collegiate? And they get so much freedom to do these. things.
0: Well, and, and depending on how you did it, like as as an educator, if you are also a gamer there, if you did your own video capture, you could easily create chunks of gameplay mm-hmm. that are palatable. Um to be able to use within your class. It just depends on whether your district will allow even that. Like yeah. Yeah, at my old site, um, even bringing up a game that was beyond a certain rating was a no-go. Like I technically was not supposed to have conversations with kids about their weekend gameplay in call of duty. Like that was, that was not something I was supposed to do. Not that it didn't happen every day, but um, <laughs>
2: yeah. you know, I just I'm looked at, I, I'm clicking <laughs> through his, Uh, the responses and somebody actually asked the question, they said, do you have them play the game? How does that work? And he responded, owning the game or a console gaming PC won't be required though. I'm working under the assumption that most have played the game. I'll likely feature video footage or run it on my laptop here and there, but most of the class will be semi-traditional.
0: you know, it would be like a recommendation, like when Mm -hmm. you go through your college syllabus and it's recommended that you have taken, I mean, it could easily be a recommendation that you've played through you know, yeah. 80% of Red Dead Redemption. Like, I could see that being a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you see it far enough in advance, then you know, like, hey, I really want to take this particular English class or whatever. Um, this is one of the recommended criteria that I have experience in these four games. Then, you know, when you're planning out your courses, you also plan out your years gaming.
1: Well, let us, uh, because we do only have a limited time left tonight, let us move on to the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and it is, hold up, I got to bring it up here on screen, because I thought this was kind of a cool thing, but it also, it raised some questions for me. Uh, British Esports Association collaborates with IBM and industry specialists to create a safer esports space for young people. And what they're looking here is developing a platform set to launch in the spring of uh, this year for 12 to 19-year-olds to basically verify who they are uh, and to develop using uh, IBM Watson technology, GoBubble, and Yodi. And I don't know what those two exactly do, but basically they're trying to use different technologies to, I guess, <clears throat> monitor... online chats and and raise warnings however i have a slight issue with this because uh i again i in in the in my role my professional role um one of the things that we do and i'll i swear i'll make this all connect we do credit recovery and credit recovery is done on a computer, and a lot of it is is you know assignments and lessons that are self grading, meaning the computer does the grading for you, and then the teacher follows up if they need to to give you additional assistance. Sometimes teachers have a tendency to acquiesce control of the class over to that, and so if the kid fails it multiple times, they just tell them to go back and read it again, not necessarily right. pulling them aside and teaching. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My worry with technology like this is. Parents and teachers acquiescing to the technology and basically letting that be the babysitter and the messenger and the supports and everything else. And then, if things go really sideways, then be like, Well, what do you mean? I thought this thing was on here. Oh, and I think protect against it.
0: I think one (laughs) of the the cautionary aspects to creating a safe space is that safe spaces are generally created around a certain lens. Um, and so, if you create it and you've decided you're done, and you just put your your faith and your trust in it, um, you could actually create an environment that is extremely unsafe for different populations that you're serving. Um, so, whenever you create a platform like this, it it needs I want to say pretty. Constant monitoring, uh, at least to begin with, to make sure that you actually are catching all the stuff that you need to catch, and not just sort of the things that are going to impact your main population, which is generally going to be the people that you're going to be thinking about. Um, you know, we've we've seen it, we've seen it in in streaming culture where they're like, oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna do these, and these words are going to be protected, but then certain words aren't, and so the communities that actually really need the protection are. It, it almost becomes worse and more toxic for them. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I'm also curious to see how all of that works with like how that would work with data protection laws in the United States um, with that well, much the, st- oversight. Like,
1: well, they are doing this. I mean, they're launching it in Europe and the EU yeah. has tighter data protection laws than the united states does and i do worry you know you did you bring that up i mean that is an excellent point of you know they don't deal with copa and stuff but again eu data laws are way bigger and you're asking minors to sign up and boy if if ai is analyzing their conversations what then you know
2: but did you see it says it allows people to prove their age with one tap, which is verified with a government ID and their unique facial biometrics. Yeah. So, so it feels, you're it scanning feels, my face to see how old I am. It's going to say to me, it
0: feels like it wouldn't fall in line with Copa when no. I was reading it. I'm like, I don't feel like this is Copa compliant. So I don't think that anything like this would actually work in the U S as it is. Um, but it would yeah,
1: help if I put the link into the chat so people knew what the heck you're talking about,
0: <laughs> it's an interesting read. Um, yeah, like I'm intrigued by it and I definitely want to see how it goes and I want to see what what speed bumps they hit with it. Um, you know, I think uh, quite a bit would need to be changed to be adapted to use in the United States. I think it's an interesting concept to create like an entire online environment for esports. To you know, fit into to create a safer a safer space. Um, but well, but yeah, I mean it, it won't take the place of explicit instruction.
1: Well, and and right. as you said, sure. when whenever somebody says we want to create a safe space, what's the follow up question for whom? For who? Yeah. Whom? Whom? Not who. Come for on. whom? You no, know, who? yeah. it's
0: my birthday. Don't you correct my grammar?
1: <laughs> Happy thirtieth <30th> birthday.
0: Yep yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah right no i'm stoked i have the birthday of power this year and damn it if i'm not gonna like embrace it
1: well we did launch a rocket to land on mars and but, but, but for, for this, your birthday this is You're the welcome. douglas
0: adams birthday i am the answer to the the ultimate question of life the universe and everything
1: 42 yeah there you go you i'm know, all i
0: all about this year. This year's gonna be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Mike puts in chat right uh, real quick. I just want to bring this up. Sorry, we don't want to just bypass this because I think this is a good point too. I think it could be used for used as I think it could be used as as is. As, as is, is for, for vendors, for vendors, vendors and, other, yeah. and other parties approaching some organizations. Could it provide background checks?
0: I think it would need to if we're gonna have vendors and outside parties into it you you would have to Um, and in the united states i mean that's that's a massive background check i mean you're you're talking live scans at least in california you have to have a live scan to have access to to children
1: um, they need to get developers
0: yeah. So that's, that's a big, that's a big buy-in right there. Um, cause I, I would say like, if you're going to allow an adult to be alone with a child in a digital space, then the same precautions ultimately need to be taken for that digital space as would be in a school setting, which means, yeah, you're getting the live scan. Like that's something that you would then submit to whatever this governing body is.
2: Yeah. Well, sure. and, uh,
1: and um, I will follow up with Tom. Tom Dorr is uh, he's part of the British Esports Association. Um, we will uh, have a follow up conversation about this. Uh, he wants to get me in touch too with the Bubble, Go Bubble, and the Yodi people to talk about this with them. And uh, it's going to be again, it's it, it's different. And it, as Carrie, you will, I'm sure, attest, you know, after your CFDs experience, we, we do need these things in place. But again, mm-hmm. getting those developers in line and saying, hey, can we integrate this into your platform is going to be a yeah. whole different story.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting. So, hmm.
1: Anyway. All right. Uh, look at that. This is like an old school eSports EDU chat. It's like you start 30 and you go, minutes
0: and we're gone. So fast. We're done.
1: Right? Sorry, everybody. Uh, Angelique, final thought.
2: Um are you
1: wearing a sweater today?
2: Hush now, hush. Do not uh, judge us poor people in Southern California. Can no. I get Go Bubble for your toxic comments? Right? <laughs> uh Go Bubble, please sponsor me for being attacked on this podcast. <laughs> um What are my final thoughts? My final thoughts are I really like this idea of taking university classes and uh, teaching them through a video game, obviously. Um, I think Mike made an interesting comment earlier that we had shifted and he said, like, what's the difference between them just watching a video game and watching a video? Um, And I agree with that. I think, like, there's a difference between using video games in your classroom and, like, just showing a video game in your classroom, so. Good point. Um, not my point, Mike's point. He gets all that credit, but I think that's my final thought. Like, it's it's kind of just like playing a game to play a game. Play it with purpose. Um, and yeah, think about how you can immerse all your students into it, even though it may not be that
1: easy. So All right. Birthday girl? Uh, I, what kind of cake?
0: chocolate gluten-free gluten-free chocolate cake it's not steak hey, flavor. i am no it's not steak
2: flavored
1: cake i'm <laughs> sorry i'm all judgy tonight i shouldn't be it's your I birthday know. you can do whatever I you want i can't
2: eat the gluten i can't I do it like i'm donuts. over here looking for my mic so i can say happy birthday to you and i don't know what i do with it
1: <laughs> oh yeah you gotta
2: oh no you couldn't
0: have lost the mic of power I don't know what I did with it. I moved Um, my stuff. Oh, I found it. I don't know. I don't know. Other other final thoughts? If you have friends or family that are in an area right now that is turning people into popsicles, check in on them. Mm -hmm. Um, People are not okay. Um, If you're from someplace like where I am, don't complain about the weather right now. Just don't or don't make cheesy jokes. Like there was a thing that was going around that was like, and in Southern California, we got a foot of sunshine. Like, not the time. (laughs) Read the room.
1: And definitely not the time to go off to Cancun.
0: Oh, mm. yeah, no.
1: Yeah. All right. Do you, Angelique? Do you want to?
2: Happy birthday to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Very well done. And I like how we all stay quiet, so we can use that as a sound clip later. <laughs> all right. Uh, my final thought is, uh, yeah, I, I I love the idea of the uh, using video games as an educational tool, non-educational games as educational tools. I would love to see more of it in, in high schools, in ah. middle schools, and elementary.
2: Listen, when we get back to in-person, don't you worry. Don't you, worry.
1: <laughs> you got this?
2: I got this. Unlock. Yeah. All right, maybe all right. not unlock, but like it, like in key, like not lock yet, but I have the key. So
1: perfect, perfect. All right, everybody, that will do it. Again, short show tonight. Uh, Danielle Bradford, we hope that you will be back with us next week, and we uh, that you guys are staying warm. And please reach out if you all need anything. And again, if you have friends in Texas, do reach out to them and make sure that they are okay. Uh, even if you're just entertaining them, but don't, yeah, don't ask them if it's cold. All right. <laughs> Thank, and don't go off to Cancun. Uh, <laughs> head fled. All right, that'll do it for tonight. Take care, everybody.
2: Bye. Bye.